Welcome everybody to What's Up Fandom. My name is Josh, and today I am... Uh, well, that's a terrible way to start anything. Uh, today I am joined by a very special guest, Max Browlier. How is it going, Max? It's good. I, I'm good. I very said it right that time, right? You did it right. You got it. Okay, yeah. good. Well, we'll we'll learn. I'm just going to call you Max from now on because that's just a little bit easier for me. You can just do Mr. Browlier actually throughout the whole thing. Oh, shoot. Dang it. Oh. Over there, yeah. All right, uh, Mr. Browlier, uh, you were the uh, writer and creator of The Last Kids on Earth, also a bunch of uh, other books like uh, Erie Elementary. Um, you're also the executive producer for The Last Kids on Earth, uh, the Netflix series. And uh, according to your social media, you just got your Emmy yesterday. I did. Yeah, it was very cool. How yeah. Now, when you sat down back in, what was it, 2014, 2013, to write uh, Last Kids on Earth, did you ever think writing this like, this is going to win an Emmy? I I was like, I will only be satisfied once I get the Emmy. No, um, no, no, no. I mean, I didn't. That I I don't know. When I sat down, I was just like, I hope I can sell this, sell a book, sell it, sell, sell, you know, sell this to a publisher. You know, or like get an agent for it. That was when I first sat down to write it. That was the. That was that was main, my immediate. Goal. It was like yeah. I want to yeah. sure yeah. get possibly get somebody to print this thing on on paper. Um, so an Emmy was very far away. Um, has there been any talk about uh, getting you guys like a Grammy, maybe doing like a musical episode so we can get We're you? We're going EGOT. Like that's my whole plan is to get somehow nice. figure out. Somehow, yeah. somehow get everything. Get every, yeah, you know, yeah. Wait, wait till Last Kids on Broadway. That way you guys can go, go for that Tony. It'll yeah. be great. Yeah. Uh, some sort of like, uh, like I, I don't know, like I used to have those people who come around like your school, you know, and like they would talk about like germs or something on stage with like, you know, with like a, uh, rotten teeth costumes and stuff oh yeah yeah and, you know, like those things, that'll, that'll be our like traveling tony do they do traveling tonys now they should they traveling should full name for like a i don't know who some sort of guy that's like you know if you like if kellogg's decided that they wanted to you know promote frosted flakes like in the 90s with like tony the timer going around doing yeah, like all of it's cool they have so many there's like it's like the traveling tonys it's like 13 i see i like, I would be, that would be cool. Like the traveling Tony's like, Hey kids, I'm Tony the Tiger. Or whatever. Yeah, I mean, and then he's like, frosted cereal. Exactly. It's like, Delicious. but be sure and brush your teeth. You know, just cause I mean, it, it'll be with like the American Dental Association. They'll do like a cool collab. Um, so, <laughs> so Max, uh, if you wouldn't mind, tell us uh, if our listeners, maybe who haven't read uh, Last Kids on Earth or may not be familiar with some of your work, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, so last, uh, I'm a, children's book author and also somewhat of a director grown up books every now and then but hasn't been for a while and um i write and produce the last Nerd tv series and um the last kids and earth last in earth is about um like said this kid named jack and basically the world ends like there's a monster zombie apocalypse uh, it's like sort of interdimensional other dimensional like almost like sort of like lovecraftian monsters appear on earth and um he's he's uh hold up he's 13 years old he's hold up in this treehouse he teams up and finds some buddies and they sort of battle monsters and zombies and it starts off uh the first couple of books are sort of more um kind of like one-off adventures almost and as the series goes on if there's a there's one big bad guy and it becomes a more like more epic singular sort of journey quest thing and that's where i am now nice uh so i have i have a question about jack so who is <laughs> why <clears throat> excuse me why uh, Jack Chabert? Oh, oh, um, your your wonderful your wonderful pen name. Why yeah, why do a pen name? Pen name that I did for uh, Erie 
when I was writing Erie Elementary, and also I wrote a um, graphic novel called um, Pop Tropic, A Mystery of the Map. I used it for that too. It was because, so Erie number one and Last Kids number one, I both sold to publishers at the same time. And Erie went to um, Scholastic Books, and then the Last Kids on Earth went to um, Penguin Random House. At the time, I think it was just Penguin, maybe? I forget. Yeah, I think it was um, Penguin at the time. Yeah, I think so. And so, um, but like, just the way it shook out was that they, like I had been trying to sell Erie for, I think like six months or something like that, or and I, I forget how long, but um, they went to different publishers and they had like my option, like exclusive option then to do like anything else in that like kid's space. So I was only going to be able to do both series if I made up a pen name for one of them, um, which I, so I did that for Erie. And I was like, this will be no big deal. But then I ended up doing 10 of those books. I was like, oh man, this stinks. It's like, but it splits your people like knowing about your books or whatever. Um, and the name is, um, Shaber is my middle name. It's my mom's last name. That's where it came from. It's like, it's my two grandfathers. One was for, one's first name was Jack. One's last name was Shaber. I combined them. That's Jack Shaber. Yeah. Hey everybody, it's Josh. So my audio got a little messed up here. So I kind of turned into a robot for a little bit. Uh, but don't worry, it fixes itself. It's only a couple minutes. I promise. Next time, we'll get better mics. So, what were some of your, like, uh, big influences growing up? Uh, it was, like, I was very much, like, I was always a reader, but I was much more of, like, a movie, a movie geek. And, like, I was very, sort of felt very kind of raised on movies a little bit, um, so I was, a, I was a massive Star Wars fan and that was, I think maybe the, like the biggest thing that kind of, I don't know. I remember maybe want to like do stuff, maybe want to like make stuff or, and also maybe sort of want to um, use making stuff as a way to sort of like go out into the world. Like that, like sort of the, um, like the loop looking at it, like the, the twin sons thing was like, um, that that music swelling was like very much like how like I sort of like would imagine like I wanted to like go out and like you know leave this like hometown like kind of go out and do stuff and um so Star Wars was like my sorry the, the biggest thing and then um I love like I, I love like anything adventure I was like very much like I love like adventure stuff like like it's big big like escapist sort of stuff um, in terms of reading I loved like uh, the Bone series and I read the Hardy Boys. Um, Tintin, like I was very big into Tintin. I love comics. Um, for a while, I thought like maybe I had to be like a comic illustrator or something, but like it wasn't a good draw. I just like thought maybe I could do that job. Um, and like I played a lot of video games. Like it was like, I don't, there's no like really, there, there's like no influence. You're like, oh, that's like a unique, interesting one. It's like, oh, Star Wars, no kidding. Or like, oh, like, you know, um, yeah, like Indiana Jones, you like that too? Like, like that stuff. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, we're, we're not that far apart in age. I think you're only like you're only like five years older than I am. So, I mean, when we kind of grew up, there was a lot more stuff. Uh, like, when I talk with some some older people, like that, who are authors or like in uh, like voice actors or everything, they pretty much are like, I was because uh, I think with we had Jonathan uh, Mayberry on, and I think he was like Batman like the 66 Batman and stuff like yep. that. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's like one of the only things, you know, for kids it's kind of on in that time. 
Right, um, right, right. It's not, it's not like a shoot em up like cowboy thing or something. Exactly. And it's like when we were growing up, like there was a lot more stuff that's, you know, because I mean, like Nickelodeon's coming into fruition. Uh, Cartoon Network uh, was in that early ish stages. Yeah. And like um, we had, you know, Disney was popping stuff up again. We had all kinds of stuff like on Fox and everything. So we were getting a lot more stuff. So I, I completely get that. Because uh, I mean, like when I was growing up, it was like, I, I don't think I could point to one particular thing where i was like it was this all the time because like i got into the anime when that started coming out on toonami like star wars star trek anything sci-fi i was into so i mean yeah i'm right there with you it's it's a hard question but it does kind of help shape you know what you were like kind of shape a little bit about you yeah i mean it was like it was very like um I, th- I think in terms of like I'm, I'm a little bit I don't know not unique but like in terms of, like my author friends and stuff like they're like all much like more like book like booky than I am. Um, I was like always like something more visual stuff. Even like the like the like most of the, not most but like a lot of the books that I read were like you know graphic or something like that. Um, I, I was like I would like I would turn totally like my parents were like really big on like pushing reading and stuff like that like not like in an annoying way but like in like a, you know like this is a fun thing to do like um and so but like I would definitely get like really lost in books or lost in the series or something but more than that I was like movies like and that was like I, like I had like a I wrote like a um a, a, I was like a little movie critic when I was in uh sixth seventh and eighth grade I wrote like a column for my local paper oh, where nice. I would, like review movies for kids and like I was just like very much like that was like the the first time I felt like oh this is like a thing that I love like I love this and that was like an awesome feeling but yeah there was it, it was all I think it's also like I um I didn't feel as tied to like maybe like one show on TV that was popular at the time or something like that like I'm I was like I was like super into like okay I'm gonna I want to go see like cool movies from the 70s and I was in like in like eighth grade seventh grade like I want to like learn about stuff and like you know, all that, like, that was like very much like what sort of like got me excited. All right. So staying on movies, like what are your top three favorite movies? Um, that's so hard. Uh, I always also get like torn in these questions. Like it's the movies that like, I watch the most or is it like movies that I really love? Like I'm not like always let's ready go, to sit Let's down. go movies that you really love. Um, it's actually probably ours are the ones I watch the most. It's probably. I mean, it would be weird if you're like, I really love Citizen Kane. I've seen it once. But... Yeah, I saw half of it, um, and I was a huge fan. Um, I heard it was a sled. So spoilers for Citizen yeah. Kane. <laughs> sure. Uh, Tremors. Nice. Dan Jones, The Temple of Doom, and Beverly Hills Cop. Maybe. Oh wow! Nice. Yeah, so was it Beverly Hills Cop or Beverly Hills like, Cop? Sorry, was it Beverly Hills Cop? I feel like or Beverly any, Hills? Anytime you ask that, you get a different answer though. Like any any day of the week. Like any day. So different. it really just depends on you know, like if you happen to watch, I don't know, you know, Empire or something before like last week, you'd be yeah, like, yeah, yeah Empire like, is number one. Yeah, exactly. I watched I watched Tremors, part of Tremors last night, so like that probably nice. thrown me off. So okay, speaking speaking of Tremors, I talked with this about Nick. Um, if we include Nick, our actually yours is the same. I assume your your to Kevin Bacon score. 
You know, you know the whole like six degrees. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. I think you can use uh, you can go straight from uh, Kevin Bacon to Keith David. To oh Keith. right, yeah. So you can you're you're like a one. So that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, really I'm at a, I'm at a two, so I'm not terrible. What's your two? What is your? It, uh, it's Kevin Bacon, Keith David, Nick, and you. So oh. that's that's about <laughs> two. <laughs> that that's where my two comes from. All right, that's good. They were in was it was it Novocaine? Um, was the movie that Keith David and Kevin Bacon were in, and then Last Kids gets me to Last Kids get you. Yeah, yeah, gets me gets Last me kids, to closer to Kevin deep. Bacon. You're also, it's also um, it's it's we're also then one degree to Rowdy Roddy Piper, which is pretty cool. Really? What was yeah? What and was Kurt Russell. Oh. And they live with David, so like that's which is pretty awesome. Man, that that's uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, what what about um? Yeah. So you mentioned Roddy Roddy Piper, like you fan of wrestling growing up? Medium, like I got into wrestling like in high school, and I was like, we went like I went to see it, and it was like awesome. It was, you saw like The Rock was like it was like, a good time for it. Um. That good and then, like, old, like I got attitude era. Yeah, like yeah. it was. We it was, it was. We went. I was in. I was in Boston. And there was a cage match. I think it was a cage match, and it was. Um, Mick Foley was there. It was like a good lineup of dudes. Um, yeah. Are you talking about like the the Mick Foley like Undertaker cage match? It wasn't like that. Oh, epic okay. Game. I was like, no, no, like no. I was like, about to say, if you were there when he threw him off the cell, like that would have no, been dope. I remember that. That was ridiculous. I remember watching that live. Um, no, but I, yeah, I got, yeah, I got sort, I got like more interesting as I got older, and like now, like a buddy of mine um, goes to like rest goes to like WWE matches, WWE, I can't say WWF matches, um, and I want to like, as an adult, I never been. It sounds super fun, and I'm like, like so. I was like gonna do it when I moved here and then like oh, everything got shut down. Like I kinda yeah. wanna it seems like a cool like I went like when I was like forever ago, but it'd be fun to like do that now and like get like good seats and like this is like to be so weird and awesome. I don't know. Yeah, like I went to uh like I went to a few when like when they would hit when they would come through Oklahoma City, um I, I would like beg my parents to, you know, take me. So I went with a couple friends to a couple of those. But yeah, I haven't been since maybe like seventh grade. The yeah, like, I want to go as an adult and be like able like be like this is crazy. Exactly. Like, yeah, I, I want to go. I, I think I want to go instead of like WWE. I think I want to go to like one of those AEW matches. What is that? Is that the crazy ones? Like the like the like the off off circuit? Like yeah, they're like the they're like the new like WCW pretty much. Oh, okay. like they're the new they're the the new fresh hotness compared to like WWE and like Chris like Chris Jericho's over there now. Oh yeah, He's, like one of like the head dudes over there. So like they're bringing in all these like you know WWE talent over there, and they've got this one dude named Orange Cassidy who he's like he's his whole thing is he's like the laziest wrestler. So like he keeps his hands in his pocket and like he comes out, he'll like roll on the stage and he'll just be like, you know, when, you know, like the rock would come out, he would go up on the turnbuckle and do his little like arm thing. Yeah, right. yeah, for the, yeah. Orange Cassidy will come out and he'll be like, just like a thumb up. And be like, it'll be, a, and like, he, he doesn't like fight really. It's, it's hilarious. Like I watched an interview that he was on and like the, the dude who plays him was like, yeah, I used to be all kinds of flips and all kinds of craziness. Um, but 
I wasn't standing out, so I just decided I'm going to be like the sloth of wrestling, and now like everybody loves him. That's so fun. I love that. It's great. Like he'll he'll he goes for like his kicks, but they're not like real kicks. They're like little like he'll he'll like barely kick him on the shin. (laughs) <laughs> and the crowd's totally into it they'll be like oh 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 like they'll like hype it up and like he'll he'll do like a little thing where he like goes back a little bit and then he'll like oh and then like a little kick and like the crowd will be crazy like he just like dropped kick to do like out of the ring it's amazing That's awesome so yeah yeah good times Anthony. okay I'm gonna, I'm gonna find a video online oh yeah he's hilarious um so let's uh, we're, let's talk about last kids so like what kind of brought about um last kids um it was like so i i had i was writing like i, I was i've been doing some but i, I think I'm writing stuff but it, it was like a lot of um i was doing like a ton of like like licensed like license like licensed stuff like um like activity guides and like journal books stuff like that for like um like Cartoon Network shows and stuff. And I worked in book publishing for a while. And um, so I was like sort of close to the book world. And I felt like I knew, like, I felt like really lucky in a sense that like, I was like, if I have a really good idea or if I write something that I think is really good or, or decent, you know, whatever, um, like there's places to go with it. Like I can like share it with people and stuff like that. And so I was like, just always writing on the weekends. And like when I had my full-time job, I was like just always writing after work. And that was like kind of like my hustle. And um, so I was working, um, I did like video game design for a website called Pop Tropica and I to meet Jeff Kinney a little bit of Rice Wimpy Kid and around the same time um, the Big Nate series was out which I really liked and um, I was really into this sort of like the, I don't know if you call them, there's people call them different things like the illustrated novels where it's like text plus illustrations. Yeah. Because like, I was like very much like interested sort of like movie lover makes it was like oh this is cool it's like there's still like some you can still like have fun with prose and writing but at the same time it's like you can like turn the page like it's like a big like epic shot sort of that's mm-hmm. good you know i love that and so um i i wanted to see if you could do that sort of format it had been done for like middle school sort of stories and things like that and i was like could you tell like a sort of like big epic like adventure like that and I just sort of sat down and started writing one day and um, I had written a bunch of other stuff that I was really unhappy with and was just like awful, just really, really, really bad and cheesy. Um, I was just like trying to write books like to make a living, which is a weird way to write. Usually you sort of like write to like, sort of like get started writing sort of like what you want to write. And I was like, no, I need to like pay my rent. Like I'm gonna try to like do this or do that. And it was like so bad. You try to um, like uh, Arthur Conan Doyle, where you're like, I'm just gonna write everything I possibly can. Exactly. And I was like, right, yeah, I was writing like, I was like, I write like a romance, and like I was like, no, I'm like terrible at this, um, like beyond terrible. And so um, the last kids came in like, supernaturally when I started writing Jack. Um, it was just like, oh, like this is like this voice is just like flowing. Um, so that's sort of where it got started. I started writing about like this. Um, I thought it'd be cool to be like the end of the world. Like I love Dawn of the Dead and like that whole like wish fulfillment thing. Like I remember when I saw that as a kid, I was like having the whole mall to yourself, like amazing. And like, I was like, oh, okay. So like, what if you like blow that out? And it's like, you have like a whole hometown to yourself as a kid. And um, so I just started writing about a kid at a tree house. I, I had a tree house growing up and um, it, was, it was like a pretty cool tree house. And I had started, started writing about like a kid at tree house who had like this whole hometown to himself because there were zombies everywhere. And then, um, I, I didn't like now I outline like crazy and like I didn't outline that or anything I just kind of started writing and um 
it came pretty naturally. Um, so I was like, oh, this is coming. If, the, if this feels good, like maybe there's something to this. So yeah, that's where Royal Ascots came from. So we've had we've had Jonathan Mayberry on, and you're both you both have uh, zombie apocalypse books with teenage protagonists. Yeah, the two completely different things. Um, did you like when when you first started writing Last Kids? Um, had you thought about making it a little bit darker, or was it always going to be a little bit more lighthearted? Um, it was always going to be lighthearted because I, 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 I realized like pretty quickly that I liked doing like the, the jokes and the gags and stuff, like the, the illustrated ones. Like I loved writing like, I don't know, the, just the sort of like cutaway, like almost like Simpsons style, like cutaway jokes using like, um, illustrations in the book to do that. Mm -hmm. So I think pretty early on, I was like, or like, actually, almost like, like immediately, the, the the first sort of thing that I wrote, it was Jack sort of, um, I think I was calling them like dispatches from the apocalypse and he was sort of writing these, um, or like, like um, recording or writing or making like videos sort of of like himself, like trying to survive. And it was, it was like, it was like sort of like Sue Scully Robinson-esque. Um, so I, but I knew right away that like, I, the voice that I liked to write was like, Jack being funny or like having fun and like joking about stuff. So there was never, and never set out to make it super serious. It's gotten much more serious as it's gone on. Um, and so I'm still like trying to balance that, but um, no, I do. It was never going to be like a, like a, like YA or like more serious or anything. Um, from the start, I was like, okay, this is like the voice. The voice came like really quick. Nice. Um, so we we had uh, Matt uh, Berkowitz uh, from Atomic Comics on not Atomic Comics, Atomic Cartoons. Atomic uh, Comics sounds cool. That's not Atomic that, Comics. I, I I was talking about that in the episode that we had with him. That was like my comic book store when I was oh. growing up. It was called Atomic Comics. So I kept calling Atomic Cartoons Atomic Comics in that episode. So um, so uh, he he kind of told us a little bit of a story of. Um, he had gone with you to some of like the, like when you go to like the elementary schools and everything to do like the pro yeah, yeah. promotions and everything. Um, like it was like right after the series had come out on Netflix, he was telling us a little bit of a story. Like you would tell everybody about the story for like from the books. And then like, there would be kids that would approach you um, afterwards and be like, wait a second, that's not how it happened. Cause they had like only seen like the Netflix show so far. Oh yeah. Yeah. They'll be like, um, yeah, because it's, you know, they're pretty close and they're not identical. So there's definitely like these instances of like, wait, like how come this was, you said it was like this, but it's actually like this or like um, the books are black and white inside, but like there's color on the, 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 the covers are color. And like the, um, like some like the Rover Jack is like a giant monster dog pet thing. Mm -hmm. And um, that's like a totally different co color on the, on the covers and, and the books. People are like, wait, like did he change? Like what's the deal? And I was like, I'm, you know, I'm, I never have a good answer for this. He's like, oh, the book's been out for a while. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> first, man. So just back off. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, like, uh, well, uh, like, kind of staying on that topic, like, with the first season of Last Kids, it is a, it's basically one long movie. Yeah. How much, because, I mean, there's a lot of that first book where um, it's going to be, it's basically Jack kind of by himself for a while. 
And so like that would have been like a few because like we were talking with Matt about it, and like that would have been like some weird like first couple episodes where like Jack doesn't see anybody for the first couple episodes. Did yeah. you like were you part of like that you know creative process of transforming that first book into a movie? Yeah, so I um, I wrote so we it, we we it was sixty six minutes like exactly so it split up as like basically three episodes. We wrote them as three episodes and then like figured out like how to kind of. Um, push them together because so at one point we weren't sure if we would do like three episodes and sort of you know have them like with like cliffhangers at the breaks mm -hmm. or have it be a, be the 66 minute like special thing um and so i wrote the first one um so the like the first 22 minutes of it um and then our showrunner um scott peterson wrote the second two so yeah i was like very um i, I think like after one of our first i remember going to like atomics they, they, they have like 500 people in LA now, I think, but it's just at one point three people um, and going, looking at the book and doing the the, the, the note cards on the wall, breaking, breaking down that book and being like, okay, wait, where does this, where are the act breaks? Like, where do we, what do we change? What don't we change? Um, and it was like a really fun process. So like, they heavily involved. If there's any, um, you don't like it, it's my fault. <laughs> um no like i, or, I really large part my fault i mean like because i i had watched the first uh i watched the first season before i read the book and um like watching that first season like i i thought like oh yeah that this actually makes a lot more sense um to make it a long form movie as opposed to or a special as opposed to because i guess we have to call it a special because that's what your emmy is for yeah, um, it was a special, not a movie. It's a special. Yeah. Um, so for for the special, as opposed to you know breaking it up into individual episodes, I thought that was a little bit. I, I like that a little bit more. Um, I just like, I felt I felt I feel that works really really well. Yeah, it would have been a lot to do like multiple episodes with him, and we when we had like broken down like how that might play out. There's some definitely some documents on our computer like about like what those episodes would be. Um, if there's anything that I could, if like if we had, I mean, if I, we trimmed so much stuff from that, from the, from those scripts, and also from those storyboards um, for those those first three episodes. Like I would have, I totally liked the, that we did it as a movie. I would have loved to have another like six minutes with Jack on his own because that stuff was really fun to write, and like it was really fun to do like that, like montagey, like train, like, sort of like he's like training himself to like survive in the end of the world. Um, and I had a lot of fun like that writing that stuff in the that was a lot of like a lot of my favorite stuff in that first book and writing that first book was was um just having fun like imagining what would I do if I had like you know my hometown like mm -hmm. the different stuff you could do and, and um the trouble he gets into and then before he finds his best buddy Quint um so I I, I agree like it was a really smart choice like oh my god I can't imagine going back having like six episodes of him like running around by himself um, I do wish we could get back like five minutes of montage there. Um, I mean, well, I mean, it, it's super popular right now. You can come up with like uh, the Browler cut. That would be pretty. I know. I'd go back and like do, I, just I go back into like, it. Yeah, yeah. Like do like do like the do like music to myself in the background. Oh, that would be really. Fun. Um, somehow, like I, I think it would be cool. Like if you take Quint, but like digitally impose and then digitally unimpose like a mustache on him. That would, be, that would be pretty cool just like you know he he grew up a little bit so we had to do yeah, these shoots 
Maybe I could, maybe there's like a face swap app I could use, like act it out myself or something. And like, that would, that would be interesting. That would be smart. <laughs> Uh, let, let's talk a little bit about the characters. So, like, where did you get, like, the inspiration for? Like, we've got our, our four main characters. We've got uh, Jack, Dirt, um, June, and Quint. Um, so where did kind of, like, the inspiration for uh, all these characters come from? Um, so Jack was, I think it's, like, my natural, like, sort of sarcastic writing voice. Like, um, that that. Like I said, like that came really easily to me. Um, like I didn't have to, I just sort of started writing in it. That's what Jack's voice kind of came out. Um, so he's a little bit, he's like kind of um, a little bit of me in terms of like his, I don't know. He's like a much more like maybe outgoing, um, kind of confident, but also at the same time, not confident version of me. And then um, with like a little bit of Jack Burton, from Picture of a Little China in there, and then like a little bit of Sean Spencer from Psych. Um, so that's, we, can, uh, can you somehow get them to animate like in season like four or something? We need just Jack doing like the little the little hand signal from Big Trouble in Little China. That'd be pretty dope. Yeah. Just uh, like, and no one will understand. Just be like, wait, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> he, just, um, he just did like an L. I don't get it. <laughs> um, and that was fine. And I think Nick Wolfhard picked up on that right away. Um, that he's like, oh, is it? And I was like, yeah, that is sort of his voice. Um, and then, so the other, so I had Jack and the other characters really kind of, I hesitate to say this, it always sounds so like weird and writer, like writery, but like, I don't think, it's not like they created themselves, but like the story, I sort of like was like, okay, I got Jack and he's in the treehouse, like now what? And I was like, okay, like I, I want to find my best buddy, right? I want to find my best friend if I was Jack. So like I gave a best friend and uh, became Quint, like, pretty like the sort of like I knew I wanted to get like, crazy like lots of gadgets and like I love like James Bond like a, like I, like the Q stuff growing up was my favorite mm-hmm. athletic Q initial um Q first first letter with the first name um, oh, I, I that makes sense I like that that's good yeah um and like, I loved like data from the Goonies like so like that was like very much the Quint character and um then I gave him like a, a sort of um like a, just a very strange different voice and then the Dirk sort of like classic skull bully who then kind of comes reformed. And he was, I think he was not, I think he was definitely like the least fleshed out of all the characters when I started writing it. Um, and it wasn't until like book four in the, in the, in the book series that Dirk started to really like come into his own. And like um, now he's like maybe the most uh, like sort of, or, or one of the more, like the more complex characters, um, but Dirk was like, I was like, all right, we need like, but I need like tension, right? I was like, I ain't like, got that thing in movies and books that you need like tension. So like, all right, they didn't get along, so there's tension. And then um, I really wanted to do so like, I, I really wanted Jack to have this like very sixth grade, um, especially like eighties, nineties, sixth grade thought like point of view on like girls and that he was gonna be like he 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 sort of like raised on movies and he wanted to like rescue this like girl he had a crush on this like damsel in distress um and then he would go out to do that and like succeed in the sense that he like reaches her but then like be like totally like confused because it's not like a movie and she's not like yeah she's not she's not the damsel in distress no dude like i'm things are fine without you please leave me alone um and so once i sort of like knew that would be like the twist of like Jack setting out to save her. Um, 
that sort of like led to her voice and her like um, everything about her. And then um, also like giving her um, this sort of like real, like more than any of them, she's the one who like wants her family back because she like, has a great family. And she's like, that's sort of like her thing. She's like, I want to like, like it's nice hanging out with you guys or the end of the world. But, like I want to be with like my family because mm-hmm. I'm a normal person, you know? So that, that, and that's sort of where that came from. And then Rover, Jack's like pet monster dog. Um, it's just like, I, I loved T-Man as a kid. So I was like, oh, I, I want to ride the battle cat around. And then I had like a dog when I was a kid. I used to like try to ride my dog around. I'm like, can't do that. But like maybe in here in this book, I can. So, well, so, so why not green? Well, um, good question. Uh, so <laughs> I mean, I, like, I, if we're going he man. Like, yeah, right. I know. Uh, yeah, um, I no, um, I, I think we, they're, they're like, he's, he's never given a color. We didn't know what the color was until the third, we we're doing the, the cover of the third book. Mm-hmm. And like we do a piece of like purple. So we need to sort of like play off that and make it work. And he ends up being like a sort of like grayish brownish thing. Um, and then in the, books he's like and then sorry in the tv show then he's like very blue um and that's like that's one thing i get questions about like is he blue like student kids are like is he blue or is he thing and then like on um, one kid was like um my i think i was on tour for the third book and and, and some kid was like what's that big gerbil thing on the front of the book and i was like oh man <laughs> i was like i should have made a cooler color you should be like well i mean it's a big gerbil it's a giant gerbil kid <laughs> a giant okay gerbil. Like, what do, what do you yeah. want <laughs> yeah end of the world great stuff going on like things happen, man. It's nature. It's exactly. crazy. Um, so what have been some of your favorite arcs to write? Um, let's see. I loved, um, I, I loved in, in the third, in Nightmare King, the third book, where Jack becomes like very selfish, um, sort of like in torn because they discover this radio that's um, sort of, it's like broadcasting messages from like other surviving humans and real quick spoilers for season three of yes, yes. less kids season three of less kids um so and but jack has like doesn't want that he's like he's finally has become he's like, got he's got his family together yeah and like that's also that's a very personal thing too like the sort of like finding your people thing is something that like i feel like i've always been sort of chasing and um writing that was like a really that was like a personal thing, especially this, I think it's at the beginning of book three, where he talks about like, he's walking through their, their town, they discovered all these, they have all these like monster friends now, like good monsters. Um, and Jack has this like feeling of like camaraderie. And like, I remember writing that and being like, I wish I had like more of that. Um, and that's like, that's so, I, I like, I like that. I like adding that. But, um, but yeah, I love, I love Jack sort of being really torn between like what his friends want and what he wants. And, um, around this walkie, this sort of like walkie radio thing. So that arc I loved, um, and I really loved, it, it goes sort of the end of, part of book four into book five, where Dirk, um, this is a much bigger spoiler, where Dirk is bitten by a zombie, and sort of, we don't know like what's gonna happen, and um, it gets like dark, darker than the books have been before, like very dark. Um, I, and that was like a lot of fun. And that allowed me to get into Dirk's head a lot, like into his character, like really sort of you know, see, see much more of him, which was fun to do. Gotcha. I mean, I had only read the third book, uh, to up to the third book. So now I am spoiled. 
Yeah, so. I for you. It's fine. Uh, I bought the box set, so it, it's it's ready to go. Like I'm 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 alternating between finishing up uh, Jonathan Mayberry series and then like the Rotten Ruin series and then Last right. Kids. So whenever I finish a Rotten Ruin, I do a Last Kids. So I've been like trading off. One takes um, a lot longer to read. One though. takes a lot longer <laughs> to read. Yes, like one is like this thick and the other yeah. like this thick, and it's like, a lot easier. This full of illustrations and like a big font. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, what, what type of, what type of story do you want to, uh, continue to tell with Last Kids? Um, it's now become like, so it, it, there was a, like one of the harder or the hardest things was figuring out like, um, like I could have, and I thought about sort of con like continuing to do these sort of like one-off, it's like, a new monster shows up in town and like they got to fight him and yeah doing uh, like a, a monster of the week type episode in yeah. like format yeah and like that was sort of um intriguing like that was like okay cool like, like you know it's just like keep telling like cool fun adventures like there's nothing wrong with that that's great but um i also at the same time was like once i started down the path of having the characters like change and grow a little bit and stuff it's like well, it's hard to pull back um and it then became sort of natural that the kids would have to sort of like leave um at some point to go find um the sort of the continuation of that that walkie radio um arc uh so i was like i was really stumped and i think i there's i think around book four is where i sort of was like eh, i'm not sure what to do so i'm just gonna kind of like put them in a holding pattern for a moment uh, but then, so the new book, um, Skeleton Road, they like, they leave the town and they go out on their own, um, like on a, a big epic road trip, like the road trip book, sort of like a, like a road trip movie, like in book form. Um, and that was like a tough decision to make. So it was like, okay, can't, there's no going back now. Like this is like now, like we're now marching towards like a closure for like closure for the series, you know? Um, so, um, yeah, what was your original question? I mean, well, that, that was going to spin off into like, um, so like, do, do you see an end game for the series? Yeah, I do. Um, sorry, I'm turning on my AC. It's like hot here in LA. Oh, it's all good. Oh, you got to tell me it's hot in LA. Like, I, I'm right there with you, bro. Oh, yeah, right. You're right. I, was, I, was, I think you're like, so long. Wait, wait. Okay, wait. And it should be pretty quiet. I think I just installed it. Right, I'm sitting in here with like my studio door closed and like my other door closed, and I'm just like, mm, it's so hot. <laughs> I know. I'm seeing my. I'm like, oh. Uh, okay. So, uh, yeah, I, there is like an end game thing, um, and I started. Th I started trying to set up pretty early. It was around like book, um, book three, where I was like, okay, I don't want this to be one of those things where they're winging it, like clearly, because that, like, nothing, like a bad ending, like, can like ruin like a whole thing. For like, I get very like stuck on like a, like a stick the landing thing, and when they don't do that, I'm like, I get very bummed. Yeah. Um, it just feels like you sort of like invested a lot of time into somebody who was just making stuff like, you know, just really had no plan. Um, so I've got an end game in mind and I think we're like, we're definitely like in the, the back half, second half of this series now. Nice. So, um, so last kids on our skeleton road available now. Yes. You said at your local bookstore. Um, and third season of last kids on earth, uh, came out on Friday. So 
I hope everybody read it so far. I mean, not read it. Uh, watched it so far over the weekend. If not, all three seasons are available on Netflix. I'm sorry, all two seasons and one two special. Two seasons and a special, yeah. Two seasons and a special are available yeah. on Netflix. Um, so yeah, definitely go check those out now. Uh, we're also giving away uh, two copies of the first uh, volume of Last Kids on Earth, uh, signed by Max. Thank you very much, sir. Um, and it's going to be really easy to uh, enter that. All you have to do is go to our uh, post on both our Instagram and our Twitter. Um, all you have to do is follow What's Up Fandom and Atomic Cartoons on Twitter and Instagram. If you're on Instagram, tag two friends. If you're on Twitter, retweet. And for an extra bonus entry, comment your favorite Last Kids on Earth character. And that's all you got to do. Uh, and that will be going until October 31st. So you have until Halloween conveniently to uh, enter. And then the winners will be announced on November 1st. You'll get a nice little message from us and we'll get those books out to you. Um, but Max, where can everybody find you social media wise if they want to keep up with your work? Um, let's see. So on Instagram, I am Max Loves Pants, which is my still my aim name, my messenger name from like 10th from grade. back in the day. Yeah. Um, and well, then, my dude, my aim was even worse. So, what do you mean even worse? Mine's amazing. It's Max Loves Pants. It's great. Yeah, um, yeah, it's fair. It's fair. <laughs> Mine was terrible. <laughs> oh no, I had like a couple in the beginning that were really bad. Um, I think my first was sniper in a diaper. I don't know what that meant or anything. Just I thought sniper in a diaper is good. Yeah, that was like my sense of humor and uh, ninth grade. Um, and still Sorry, now. real quick, kids, aim or AOL instant yes. messenger <laughs> was how we all communicated after school. It was before text. Yeah, it, well, yeah, it was yeah, absolutely. Um, and so yes, yeah, so that's me on Instagram, and then um, on Facebook, I. I think it's just like you search for Max Crowley and that's all that comes up. So I don't have a personal page anymore. And then um, I, I'm off Twitter. Couldn't take it anymore. So I mean, that's fair. Yeah, I pieced out. So don't follow Max on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, can, you can look. If you find Max Crowley, that's not me. And you're, you're also doing a lot of uh, like book tours and everything. Like a lot of like speaking, like Zoom speaking engagements. Yeah, so like I, I um, usually when a new book comes out, this is it's weird right now. Um, but usually when a new book comes out, I do a tour for about um, like three weeks or a month or so, like on the road, like really doing it. Um, this one is gonna. Um, this is such a bummer. I mean, there's a million reasons why everything's a bummer right now. But like um, Douglas Holgate, the illustrator of Last Kids on Earth, was gonna. He's in Australia. He's gonna fly out, and we were gonna do like a road trip because this is like a road trip book, and we were gonna be in the back of a Wrangler together for like a month going from I think LA like basically all the way across the country I'm super psyched never, never did cross country before um but that did not happen so yeah I'm just doing um different zoom events I had a bunch of zoom like school business and stuff when this first started and uh, bookstore visits but for now um yeah now now I'm sort of going around to bookstores and signing their their copies when I can nice um, and, uh, we'll put every, all the links for everything, um, in the show notes. So if you want to follow Max, you can go down there and find him. Um, you can also check out the last kids on earth, put that show note on there and we'll put a, uh, link to, uh, by, uh, the skeleton road in there too. 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh L. Kane. You can find the podcast on Instagram at What's Up Fandom, on Twitter at What's Up Fandom PC. Um, all of our episodes are available iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play, Spotify, now on Amazon Music. That's a thing now. They have podcasts. We're on there now. So there you go. Um, and on our website, animationstationpodcast.com. Uh, Max, thanks so much for coming on, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Great. Oh, no worries okay. at all. Uh, so for What's Up Fandom, I'm Josh. Max. Bye, everybody. Bye, <laughs>